Welcome back to Counting on Grace by Elizabeth Winthrop. Chapter 3. A Knocking at the Door Nosy old Madame Boucher must have told French Johnny to follow me, I told the family later. That's how he found Arthur. I'm still feeling sick to my stomach about this. If it hadn't been for me, Arthur could be miles away by now. Where did he think he was going to run to? Delia asks. We're sitting around the supper table. Now Pepe has his soup bowl in his bed. He's dribbling bits of food across the blanket. We never bother to clean it up until he's finished. Massachusetts, I say, across the border. What is the stupid boy thinking, Delia says. Vermont and Massachusetts, it's all the same country. There's a border between Canada and America, I say. Delia laughs. Borders between the states don't count the same as borders between countries. I shrug. Pretend I knew that all along. My father snorts. There are mills all over the place down there. Minute they see Arthur wandering the roads, they'll put him right to work. Arthur might know how to read big books, but suddenly I think he's not so smart about other things, like getting along in Massachusetts all by himself. He's a lazy one, says Mamere, sitting down. He should have gone in last year, soon as his father died. Boy needs a firm hand. Miss Leslie says he's so smart, he could be a lawyer or a doctor. That Miss Leslie, my mother says, people got... I cut her off. Miss Leslie says I'm one of her best readers. Don't be rude to Mamere. Pepe barks at me from his bed. Pardon, I say, but I use English. For Pepe, that's rude too. He gives me a look, but I pretend not to see. Good thing Arthur will be doffing for his mother, says Delia. Mrs. Trottier's machine is down more than it's running. I told her today Delia won't be standing in for her no more. Mamère smiles at my older sister. I'm getting my own frames next week, says Delia. Monday. She's all puffed up with herself. That means, mademoiselle, that soon as school lets out, you'll be doffing for me, Mamère says, pointing her wooden spoon at me. I can start now, I say proudly, tomorrow even. Everybody looks at me. Grace got put out of school, says Henry. I kick him under the table. I wanted to be the one to tell them. Perfect says Mamère. She's looking right at me, just when I need you. My heart beats fast. Imagine Mamère needing me as much as she needs Delia. With Grace working, we'll have two and a half more dollars a week, says Papa, excited. Ever since he got sick, we've been trying to catch up. Even with Mamère and Delia working full-time and Papa in the picking room now, it seems the store bill gobbles up all the money. Not right away, of course, Papa adds. She's got to be trained. I know how to doff, I say. Well, I almost know from standing next to Delia Summers when I carry in the dinner pails. Everybody starts talking at the same time. You're a quick one, Grace, my mother says. You'll pick it up fast. We'll have to take in your papers. Tomorrow, we'll go see French Johnny first thing. I nod. You can't work in the mill till you're 14 and I'm only 12 in two months. 
but ma mère knows how to get the right papers. I'll be making four and a half now, Delia says. We can pay off the bill at the store, says my father. Did you hear that, mon père? Ma mère yells with her face close to his beard. Meat in your pea soup. Grace is coming into the meal. Mon petit oiseau, she's going home with me, Pepe says. This summer. Nobody pays him mind. I jump to my feet and trot around the table. Grace in the mill, money in the till. I call, patting first Henry on the head, then Delia, then Papa. Grace to Dauphin spin, money in the bin. Pat on Mamel's head even though she tries to duck when she sees me coming. The others all begin to laugh, and then Mamel gives that funny snort that means I've even gotten her going. I dance up to Pepe and pick up his hands and swing them back and forth as if we're turning around the room in a waltz. Papa tunes up his accordion and ma mère begins to sing Si j'avais morfond, which means if I had a slingshot. My father taps the beat with his foot and draws the sound out of the black bellows with one hand while his fingers play the little keyboard on the side. My mother's voice skips along right behind. They don't take their eyes off each other for the whole song. The music always changes them. They look as if they've been glued together. They met back in Canada when my father was hired to play and call a dance. Papa told us my mother stood in the front row for the first chanson à répondre, and after that, he couldn't look at anybody else. She always says hush up when he tells that story, but she don't mean it. They start up a second tune about a growling old woman that reminds me of Madame Boucher. Delia grabs Henry for a dance, and I jump up on the table and stomp my bare feet on the bare wood. The dishes are knocking about, and Mama waves me to get down, but she is laughing all the same. Pepe is keeping time with his wooden spoon, tick-tocking it against the wall. When the banging starts, I'm sure it's Madame Boucher upstairs telling us to quiet down. But no, somebody is knocking on the door. The accordion sighs into silence and ma mère stops in the middle of a verse. Entrez, my, my father says. It's Miss Leslie. I hope I'm not interrupting. She's standing just inside the open door. My mother's face is flushed red, and she pats a thread of her brown hair back into place. Come in, she says, but she looks as if she means go away. I hop quick off the table and back into the shadow of the stove next to Pepe's bed. I heard the music, says Miss Leslie, stepping inside. I should have known Grace came from a dancing family. Her feet are never still. Nobody says a word. That makes Miss Leslie fiddle with the fringe on the shawl around her shoulders. Mr. and Mrs. Forcier, you have heard that Grace left school today. I didn't leave. You run me out the door. Yes, that's fine with us, says my father. Her mother needs a new doffer. Grace tells me Delia will be getting her own frame soon, says Miss Leslie. She is picking up each word and putting it down in its own special place, the way she does with the pens on that high desk she stands behind in the schoolroom. 
Delia was never no good at school. She couldn't wait to get out of there, and Miss Leslie remembers that. Monday, says Delia proudly. Grace will doff for me, says ma mère. Grace is a good student, says Miss Leslie. It will be a shame to lose her. You told me to go, I cry out, and they all turn to stare at me. Miss Leslie is the first to look away. I was hasty. I want you to let her stay in school longer, Madame Forcier. The word Madame is part of her begging. She is begging to keep me. Suddenly, Mamère and Miss Leslie are fighting over me. Why don't I cut myself in two, I ask. Half of me for the mill and half for school. Nobody laughs. Delia waves at me to hush. With one long step, my mother is suddenly standing right next to my teacher. Miss Leslie shrinks a little. You were kind to come for a visit, Mademoiselle Leslie. My mother says in a big voice with her heavy accent. The word Mademoiselle is part of my mother saying no. She rests a hand on Miss Leslie's shoulder where the shawl is slipping sideways. She ain't exactly pushing, but they move together toward the door. Another time we will offer you coffee, but the morning mill bell will ring soon enough, won't it? Just for a moment, Miss Leslie seems the tougher when she plants both her feet. You will regret this. The girl could do so much more with her life. Yes, there will be time for that, I'm sure, says my mother, her voice tight. But first, we have to eat, and buy shoes and another blanket, and fatten up my father so he don't sicken again next winter. You understand. It is an order. If you do not understand, you should. The door opens and closes, and Miss Leslie is gone from our French Hill kitchen, like a piece of dust, blown out by the wind. I wonder if maybe I dreamed her there. <laughs>